Welcome to the Korean Beauty Show, where we're talking all things Korean skincare, makeup, and more. If you want to learn about the hottest trending products and ingredients straight from South Korea, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, we'll be diving in to take a look at the latest trends and product releases with special guest interviews from the names behind the hottest Korean brands, as well as all the tips and tricks you need to perfect your K-beauty routine. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, professional K-beauty addict and founder of Korean beauty platform Style Story. Hi, KBs, and welcome back to the Korean Beauty Show. I'm Lauren Lee, and I'm excited to have you here with me again today as we continue to explore all things K-beauty. So if this is your first time listening to the Korean Beauty Show, then welcome. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, and I've spent the last 10 years exploring all things K-beauty. So I can't wait to share all the things that I've learned with you living and working in the industry. So I know a lot of you are new to K-beauty, and if you are, then we have just the thing for you. If you head over to the Style Story website, www.stylestory.com.au, we've got a free 16-page beginner's guide to K-beauty, and it just sets out in really plain, simple English, I suppose, all of the things that you need to know to get started with your K-beauty routine. So I would love you guys to have a copy of that. So go and sign up for it on the website. And I also wanted to share one of the reviews that one of you left for the podcast. So as you know, we've just sort of got started. So I'm so keen to hear what you guys think. Any feedback that you have for me would be welcome because I'm obviously just starting out with my podcast journey. So this is all very new to me as well. So this review says, Knowledge Queen. CEO Lauren Lee is my go-to for ingredient checks, product checks, and everything to do with beauty. I know this podcast will be full of knowledge and latest on skincare products. So thank you so much. Uh, That means a lot to me that you trust me with your skincare. And let's jump into today's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about the top trending ingredients in Korean beauty. Now, just to sanity check and make sure that I'm not leading you down the garden path with this topic, I actually did a quick scan through of all of the K-beauty stores that we have on the street where our office is in Seoul. So we've actually got in our building, we've got an Olive Young, which is one of the main stores. So I tend to see lots of ingredient trends as they come through, but the stores change really, really quickly. Like new ingredients come in and out all the time. New products come in and out all the time. So I did a little quick recce trip just to make sure that everything I'm about to talk to you about today is still what's trending. And I'm happy to confirm that everything that I suspected and the ingredients that I was planning on chatting to you guys about are literally like for floor to ceiling on all of the shelves. So don't worry, these are actually the ingredients that are trending in Korea at the moment. And the first one I want to talk to you about is ceramides. So ceramides, it's not a new and it's not an exclusive ingredient to K-Beauty, but this is a really popular ingredient in a lot of products at the moment. So ceramides are a type of fat molecule and they basically carry surface skin cells together. So someone explained it to me as like, if you think of the blocks of building a house and you know, there's, I guess the substance in between the blocks that, you know, hold them all together. That's what ceramides are and do. So they they make up over 50% of the skin's upper layer and they help to keep our skin smooth and moisturized. 
But as with a lot of other things that occur naturally in the human body, ceramides are one of those things that actually reduce as we age. And that's what's responsible for a lot of the loss of firmness and elasticity that we see as our skin ages. So one important important thing to note is that the type of ceramides that you'll find in skincare products they're not the same as the ones that are produced by our bodies so they're either derived from plants so they're plant-based ingredients or they might be like a synthetic version of a ceramide so that's what you're going to find in these products now why are they good Obviously, because ceramides are what holds the skin sort of together and make sure that moisture stays locked in and bacteria stays out, they're great for fortifying the skin's barrier. So you will often see K-Beauty products that are for barrier repair and barrier relief and those sort of things. They're the types of things that you will see ceramides in. So they also have firming, plumping and hydrating benefits. And they can help to treat more serious skin issues. So things like psoriasis, eczema, dryness. And you will often also see them in products that are designed to treat aging, fine lines, wrinkles, dry flaking skin, because they work to create this kind of occlusive barrier, which reduces our skin irritation and nourishes it and keeps it looking plump and smooth, which that's everyone's idea of skin goals, I'm sure. So... Who should use ceramides? Obviously, as we've already mentioned, I think that they are great for people with damaged skin, excellent for people that have a compromised skin barrier. They're also really good for people with eczema. Uh, If you have eczema, you'll know the inflammation and the flare-ups, the really painful flare-ups that go with it. So ceramides will work with your barrier to actually boost and protect the skin's outer layer, which is why I love ceramides. And I love recommending them to people that have eczema because I know just how soothing they can be. And they're also going to be great for people with anti-aging concerns as well. So I don't think any discussion on ceramides in K-Beauty could go past without mentioning the K-Beauty products containing them. And obviously there's a standout, I think, in most people's minds, and that is Dr. Jart's Ceramide and Line. So Dr. Jart has excelled at its ceramide marketing, I suppose, and they have an entire collection that features ceramides in their in their products so they've got i i've i've tried heaps of them i love ceramides and i love dr jart's ceramide and lime particularly for myself in winter in seoul so they've got liquid they've which is their toner they've got a lip balm they've got a cream a serum an oil balm there's so many products in their ceramide and lime so check that one out if you're looking into ceramides another one that we have on the style story website at the moment that is just beautiful if you have you know dry flaky skin damaged skin basically for everything is aplb's derma daily repair cream that has ceramides in it as well and the texture of that is just heavenly so they're a couple to look out for if you're looking for k beauty products with ceramides obviously you'll find ceramides in western beauty products as well but they are having a very large moment in k beauty i just saw a whole wall in olive young with um with various different ceramide products so yeah you could we could spend all day just on ceramides alone but i will move on to the second ingredient i had on my list And this is tea tree. So tea tree, again, it's not unique to K-Beauty, but K-Beauty loves this. Now, a lot of the time when I'm talking to people and I'm recommending products with tea tree in them, people are like, oh, isn't that going to be too harsh for my skin? You know, if I have sensitivities, what about that? Now, often what you'll find is that 
Tea tree in K-Beauty products is of the leaf extract variety, and that's different from tea tree oil. So tea tree oil is the kind of thing that you need to really watch the quantities that you're using it in. And like any of those kind of essential oils, it could burn if you just put it on your face in like a full, you know, strength sort of formula. So often in K-Beauty, we're talking about a tea tree water or a tea tree leaf extract. So it's already watered down. It's already a lot more mild in formulation than a typical oil. So tea tree is great because it is an antibacterial and it also has antimicrobial properties. So you'll find it in pretty much everything, you know, face washes, um, it's, it's even in things like shampoos and, and all that sort of stuff. So that's why it's a great ingredient. Oftentimes it is recommended for people that have acne prone skin or oily skin. Now I myself have dry skin, but I am very acne prone. So I tend to prefer to have my tea tree in formulas that are of the leaf variety that, rather than an oil. Um, and also because I have sensitive skin as well. So they're the kind of people that I would recommend tea tree to. People like me that are, you know, are prone to breakouts, if you get redness and things like that, um, and of course, oily skin. So it is a safe ingredient. It's, it has no known toxicity in terms of its general use. And that's why even people with sensitive skin can use it. Now, tea tree, again, is another product that you will find in so many, almost too many K-beauty products to name. But a couple of ones that have endured lasting popularity include Dr. Suricle's Tea Tree Essence. So Dr. Suricle is a brand that has been around for quite a few years, but it used to go by a different brand name. When I first came across the brand, it was called LJH. They then had a name change to Liji Harm and they've changed their name again to Dr. Suricle. So other than needing to sort out their naming conventions like pretty quickly, their Tea Tree Essence it was originally a tea tree essence oil. It's now just tea tree essence, I'm pretty sure. It's a great product. I love, love, love that product. It's the kind of product that you don't really notice what it's doing until you stop using it in your routine. And then you're like, oh, it was doing something. Okay, cool. That is a good one to look out for if you're looking for tea tree. The other new brand that has popped up that has quite a popular tea tree range is iUnique. So that's spelled I-U-N-I-K. They're doing a little bit of a funky thing with their letters there, um, but it is pronounced iUnique, I am told. So tea tree serum and they also have a tea tree toner both of which are really staples in my skincare routine i really love both of them and they are very gentle so if you like me also have sensitive skin i can 100 percent recommend these products to you they're not going to irritate your skin so that was tea tree now the next ingredient i have on my list oh my god i can't even tell you how many products this is in at the moment it goes by a couple of different names. Centella Asiatica is its Latin name, but you may also see it referred to as Sika or even Tiger's Grass. So this is a plant extract and it's a Southeast Asian plant. I think it also grows in parts of Africa and Australia, but Asia has been using this for hundreds of years is my understanding. And why they've been using it is because it's great for healing 
it's got restorative effects. So the reason apparently that it's called tiger's grass by some people is because apparently back in the day when tigers used to get wounded, they would roll around in Sika to repair their wounds. I have absolutely no idea whether that story is true or not, but that's an easy way to remember that Sika and tiger's grass is the same thing. So in beauty products, it's obviously used for its soothing and purifying properties. Um, some studies have apparently shown that it has positive benefits on microcirculation. Obviously, that's going to be hard to test out just from using skincare products on your face. But it is also thought to inhibit scar tissue formation and boost the healing process, which is why you'll often see it recommended in products to help resolve scarring caused by pimples and just general damage to the skin so skin damage in general now the other thing that you'll see in a lot of k beauty products are the components of centella asiatica and i'm going to completely butcher the names so i think i might just leave them in the show notes so that you can see them one is like madacassicide um, and then Asiatic acid, and there's one more that I can't remember off the top of my head. But these are other components that you will often see extracted and used in K-Beauty products. So if you're looking, and by the way, guys, don't feel like you need to take notes or write any of this stuff down. All of this information will be in the show notes. So you can just click on the link and I'll have links to the product names that we've discussed as well as a general overview of all the different ingredients. So don't worry about you know, doing that, although, you know, power to you if you want to, but I will do the hard work for you. So that is Centella Asiatica. Now, literally, I, we would be here all day if we started listing out all of the products that have Centella or Sika in them that are worth checking out. But most of the brands, most of the brands that I know of at the moment have at least a Centella line, if not their whole collection seems to be devoted to all things Centella a few things that you might want to pick up. So Purito has a really popular Centella Green Level Eye Cream and a Recovery Cream that is made on a base of Centella Asiatica. And it's also got those components in it. So they're two that you might want to check out. iUnique also has a really popular gel formula, the Centella Calming Gel Cream. And that combines 70% of Centella leaf water with 10% of tea tree leaf water. So two of the ingredients that we've just spoken about. Applebee also has a Centella Complex Mist Toner that you can use all over your face and body. And that one's perfect for rough, bumpy, red, sensitized skin. So again, these are mostly products that are recommended for people with blotchiness, redness, acne, and a damaged skin barrier. So that's a good one to check out. Now, my next ingredient on my list is one that you may not be too familiar with, but if you aren't, I am sure that this ingredient is going to blow up and become really, really popular in the next couple of years. It is an ingredient called mugwort. Now, if you can ignore the fact that the name includes wart, which conjures up all sorts of terrible thoughts, this is a Korean herb. It's known as sook in Korean and it is actually a central part of one of the foundation myths of like ancient Korea Um, so it's a really really important herb a healing herb in Korean culture and it's been used in pretty much 
all kinds of products in the traditional oriental medicine. So the oriental medicine techniques that um, Asian doctors practice, this is an important herb that they will use in their concoctions to, to treat uh, people for anything antibacterial, antifungal, anything that needs skin protective properties. So the, the Korean myth between um, that involves this special precious herb was if I'm remembering this correctly, it was something about a bear and a tiger, you know, sent down from God and one that one of them wanted to become human. So the son of God said, if you can stay in a cave for a hundred days with this mugwort and garlic, then I'll let you become human. And I think the bear bailed early and then the tiger, oh no, which so one of them bailed early, but then the other one stayed on. I think it was the bear and the bear ended up becoming human. So that is the, <laughs> obviously I don't think this is true, but this is one of those stories that has sort of been passed down from generation to generation. And that just really goes to show what an important part, I guess, mugwort has played in Korean culture. I got taught this at Korean school when I was learning Korean and we had to sort of remember this. So yeah, this is, this one is sticking in my head. And then the bear gave birth to the guy who ended up founding Korea's first dynasty. So good old foundation myth involving mugwort. <laughs> so it's also commonly eaten. Mugwort is in rice cakes, um, as well as being obviously part of traditional Korean medicine and homeopathic remedies and things like that. So that's the, the, that's the need to know about it. In terms of who should use it, well, it's full of antioxidants and vitamin E that help protect and nourish the skin's barrier. So I would say it's very similar to the other ingredients we've been discussing, like centella and um, tea tree. Um, so that's who I would recommend it to. Now, what products can you find it in? Misha has a line featuring mugwort. You will also see it referred to by another name, which is Artemisia. So watch out for both of those. And April B has a Galactomyces mugwort nutritional cream. What a mouthful that is. But that is also on the Style Story website as well. So I'll have links for that one. Now, another ingredient, and this is my final ingredient that I'm seeing a lot of these days, is an ingredient called yuja. So yuja is also called, I believe, yuzu in Japan. And this is a fruit. It's a citrus fruit. So it is an ideal ingredient for brightening. So it is found in a whole heap of different products but basically you will see it in products that are to promote brightening and as we discussed in a previous episode brightening in this context means trying to get rid of dark skin dark spots on the skin dull skin uneven skin tone it's full of antioxidants so that's why it's great for anti-aging as well so yuja is in a whole range of products uh skin food has a really popular line um, with a toner and everything in it. That one's been around for ages. Who else? Some by me, I believe has a Yuja line as well that is really taking off. But basically you'll see it in any kind of the pro products that you would normally see vitamin C serum in. It's basically a stand-in for vitamin C. So that one's Yuja. Y-U-J-A is the spelling for that. So they are just a couple of the ingredients that 
I am seeing everywhere in Korea at the moment. So, you know, if you're thinking about coming up with your own Korean beauty line, probably avoid these ones because they're just very done to death, I would say, uh, for good reason, but they are very, very popular. So those were ceramides was the first one, tea tree, then we've got Sika, aka Centella Asiatica, aka Tiger's Grass, Mugwort or Artemisia, and then the final one was Yuja. So I would love to know whether you guys have tried any of these ingredients. If you've been poking around in K-Beauty for a while, like I have, no doubt you will have seen them pop up. But yeah, let me know. I would love to know if any of these top trending K-Beauty ingredients have made their way into your skincare routine. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully that means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. Don't forget to leave me a rating and a review while you're there. And if you want to say hi, head on over to Instagram at lauren.kbeauty and leave me a DM. Until next time.